Hi everyone, Erin here. So sorry to interrupt today's episode, but I have something amazing to share with you. Do you want to become a mindfulness or well-being strategist? Perhaps so. If you do, I have the exact program for you. In partnership with UPeace, United Nations Institution, we are offering a three-month training to certify people in mindfulness and well-being strategy. This is a three-month virtual program plus one-week in-person retreat in Osada, Costa Rica. This certificate is in partnership with UPeace, a United Nations international school that focuses on social innovation, entrepreneurship, and peace building. The certificate will train participants in meditation, mindfulness, coaching, positive psychology, emotional intelligence, new ways of healing, sales funnels, branding, overall modern day wellness and how you can launch and grow a business. As a graduate, you can take on one-on-one clients as a well-being strategist, offer wellness programming in corporations, schools, and more. Build your own wellness programming and learn how to attract clients and grow your business. Definitely check out The links in the footnotes would love, love, love to have you. Thanks so much for listening and hope to see you soon. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast. Today we have Savan and Shelby from Wait, Am I an Adult Now podcast. In this episode, we talk about trusting your intuition and saying hi to strangers, how your job after college does not predict the rest of your life, the different masks that we wear, and how this wild and silly life is actually adulting. Thanks for being here. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Wise Woman Podcast, featuring leading voices in 2019, supporting women to fully show up, connect to their feminine authenticity and truth. I am your host, Erin Rachel Doppel, bringing light to the marriage between Eastern practices and Western psychology, while encouraging you to show up for yourself and the world around you. May this be your time to shine. May you show up. I'm super pumped about today's guests. We have Savan and Shelby from Wait, Am I an Adult Now? podcast. So happy to have both of you. Oh, I'm so excited to be here. So tell me a little bit about your podcast and how you decided to start one. Yeah, so Savan, if I could take it from the beginning and then I'll let you jump in because the story is actually... Kind of great. Um, so I was working a job in 2017 that I really hated. Um, and it was a place where burnout was very real. I was driving to work every morning, crying so hard that I couldn't see the road in front of me. And I'd be on the phone with my mom and she'd be in full panic mode because she thought I was going to get into an accident because I could not see the road ahead of me. And you know, quite honestly, in those moments, I would have rather been in an accident than had gone to work. And I was 22 at the time, between 22 and 23. And I just remember feeling like, is this what the life of an adult is supposed to be like? You know, I remember thinking back when I was graduating college, how excited I was to get out into the world and how badly I just wanted to spread my wings and fly. And I was the kind of person that never questioned whether or not I could do anything great. I just knew I needed the right vehicle to do it. And so here I was in a position that I thought was everything I wanted. And, you know, five, six, seven months in, I found myself in a very, very deep, dark spiral. And so I remember 
finally pulling myself out of that by making the decision to quit and find a job that was more aligned with who I am. And I moved cities, I moved jobs, I really made a huge shift in my life. And in the process of moving, I remember thinking to myself, like, there's got to be more to adult life than what I just experienced. And people don't really talk about those kinds of things. They don't really talk about how your first job is not your forever job. It's kind of like your first roommate in college isn't always going to be your best friend. And I went into my first job thinking that this was going to be my forever job. And nobody really ever said to me, hey, that might not be the case. Hey, it's okay if you don't like your first job. Hey, it's okay if you change jobs. Hey, it's okay if you find yourself, you know, in a, in a town you don't like. Like everything doesn't have to be perfect. And so this idea of this podcast came to be where I was kind of thinking to myself, like, there's a lot about adult life that we don't talk about when we're in college and when we're about to launch into this world. So the first concept came as a platform for advice from one young millennial to another. Um, And the original tagline was, thought the awkward years were over, think again. Um, The whole point was that when we're young, like when we're in middle school, right? Those are like the awkward years. We have the braces and the acne and we're having our first kisses and the hormones. And we're like, how do we do all these things? Um, And we always look back at those as the awkward years. But in reality, you know, the decisions that you make then don't really affect your life. You know, who you kissed first is not going to be a detrimental part of your life. Um, But when you get out into the real world, decisions matter. You know, making decisions to move across the country, that can really matter. Uh, Making decisions to take out personal loans, those can really matter. And making decisions to stay in a relationship or to break it off really matters. And so the whole point was just kind of discuss some of those awkward times. And uh, I knew I couldn't do it alone. I'm a big fan of collaboration and uh, community and bringing people in to help out. So I put the idea out there on Facebook Live and uh, lo and behold, I got a message from Savan and she was like, Hey, this sounds great. Um, I actually have some podcast equipment that we're not using at the time. So why don't we put something together and see what happens? And I was like, cool, that sounds wonderful. And so Savan, I mean, if you want to jump in here and share just what you thought about the podcast and why you jumped on, that'd be great. Yeah. For me, very similar to your story is The fact that I went through college never really knowing my true purpose. And um, it took me going through nine to five, hating that lifestyle and finally figuring out what it is that I love to do and following that passion to realize like, yeah, like you are going to fail. There's more to life than getting a typical job in the field and the degree that you earned your, your, you know, college. What am I trying to say? There's more to there's more to your life than just going for a job in the degree that you earned. So when Shelby put out this Facebook Live, she's always been someone that I've looked up to and just felt aligned with. And I love supporting her. And, and we've dabbled in ideas before that we've tried to work together in. And just over the years, following her and seeing the stuff that she was putting out there, um, when she put out the idea for the podcast, it was really just like a no brainer, just immediate alignment. Like I have this equipment. I had done a few things with another friend of mine really liked the process of podcasting. And I, for the past couple of years had been working in video production and audio editing. And 
really developed a passion for that. So I was like, yeah, like I can do this. Like I know the design side. I know how to edit audio. I have the stuff. Like it's just sitting there. Let's do something with it. And just the mission of what was behind it and helping other younger people who were, who are now where we were and helping them see the light within themselves and help them understand that their, their journey is going to change. And it's like Shelby said, it's not going to be perfect. You're not always going to like have that linear path forward that we all think we might have when we're so young. Yeah. It was such a cool experience to have Savan reach out to me and be like, let's do this because it was kind of a validation that I didn't know I was looking for, but to have somebody else be like, yeah, like this is a good idea. Let's, let's run with this. And so, you know, our first five podcast episodes we recorded were just us giving advice. And then we decided, Hey, you know what? It could be cool to interview somebody else like in our age range who's going through something similar. So our very first interview was with this aspiring filmmaker named Paul Kruger. And I think in that process of interviewing him, we realized that we don't have to be the ones that have all the answers. And when we can showcase other young millennials, so much of what we're trying to accomplish comes through those conversations. And so we ended up pivoting and really focusing on sharing the stories of young millennials as they're still being written. And we don't, we don't interview people with like a set number of questions. What we do is we just, you know, we start out by having them give their 10,000 overview story. And then we just pick places to dive deep on. And we've had so many different kinds of guests on our show that have been able to shine a light on so many different areas of being a young adult. Um, so yeah, that's just the creation of the, of the podcast and really what we're up to now and the, and the, the mission behind it. Beautiful. That's amazing. How did you two know each other before? So we actually met in San Diego, although we're both from the East coast it was really weird. We were in the network marketing business at one point together in the same company and we were at their annual conference in San Diego and um, we just happened to meet. She was friends with another girl that I knew in that company. And we ended up all staying in the same hotel room. There was like six of us staying in, the, in one hotel room together that weekend. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. so we met then and just stayed in touch ever since. And every now and then would just get together and talk about ideas or, you know, what we were up to in the world. And that was basically it. It's such a beautiful, organic way to connect. What I love so much about your podcast and everything that we're saying right now, and even what I see with my clients is there's not one way to do to do anything. I mean, a lot of us suffered when we were 22, 23, 24, trying to figure it out. Some of us got through it and are still in that field, although we're millennials and we've definitely shifted the game a little bit. And that's why everybody is so perplexed by our generation, which is actually quite exciting because I think we're also supporting a lot of the healing modalities as well. Yeah, absolutely. I agree with that. And I think what's important to remember as being a young adult is that like what Savan kind of mentioned, your major, your first job doesn't have to define you by any means. And I've come to realize that I am not what I do. I am who I am and who I know I am and who I am becoming. And I think that's something that has driven me to be open to a couple of different avenues that I explore. You know, 
our podcast is not my, my full-time job by any means. Um, I, I have a full-time job that I absolutely love and I'm very fortunate to have found a place that, you know, I can really truly be exactly who I am meant to be on this planet. Um, but I know there's other avenues that I can explore. And I think millennials, especially, you know, we've realized that there's so much opportunity and so much abundance out in this world that we have the ability. And as long as we just make the decision to explore these different avenues, you know, we have the ability to really do some cool things with our lives that fuel us and feed us in a way that traditional nine to fives maybe don't, or that initial major that we chose maybe won't. And that first job that we're in just couldn't, you know? Yeah. And I think an important part of that, at least for me was because we got into network marketing and started getting introduced to the aspect of personal development and really getting in touch with ourselves and figuring out who we are and understanding like the things that really bring us joy, like that journey that I would say like three to four and it's still a continuous journey for me of figuring out who I actually am. Like that's what really led to me having the courage to make change and to leave the nine to five to pursue graphic design and all these multi passions that I have, whether it's videography, this podcast, um, so many things like I've transformed from someone who was just in a linear job to someone who now can say I do like, five different creative things that allow me to bring my purpose forward into each one of those in different ways. So if you're listening to this podcast and you're wondering, huh, I had no idea that I could be doing something besides my nine to five. This is your wake up call and feel free to take time to shift and check out Shelby and Savan's podcast where they provide a lot of content on this narrative. What are some of the stories that came to you that you find really inspiring or profound or need to be echoed? Well, I mean, the recent one that we did uh, a couple days ago, I think really speaks to what we're talking about. We spoke to a woman who started out in the chiropractic field and went to school for five to seven years to become a chiropractor. And that's what she did because in her group of friends from high school, they all went to college, got their degree and they stayed in that job and that was their job. And that's what they still continue to do. So she spoke about how she just felt so uncomfortable and weird about being in chiropractic and not feeling good about it and not knowing what to do after that. And within her own journey of self-discovery, started getting into things like vegan food and, she mentioned a time where she just took a break for six months um, and really discovered what made her feel good. And that included like cooking and eating well and creating community. And from that spiraled into her creating her own wellness and food company, which then eventually led her to create um, events for people to get together and journal and discover their inner workings. And it's just like, such a shift and a progression when you start doing the inner work. Yeah. And that was a, that was really a great story. And the whole idea of her taking this pause and giving herself the permission to kind of take a step back. I think in today's time, especially in America, especially on the East coast, 
we are so programmed to be go, go, go all the time. And we almost feel guilty when taking a pause. Um, in reality, I really believe that humans need to take that pause from time to time and, and allow kind of the dust to settle in our lives so that we can see what pieces we actually want to pick up and continue to build upon. And, you know, the story that I think about that really gave me just a lot of things to think about in my life. Um, I, I, I don't have many regrets, but one of the regrets I do have in my life is I never studied abroad when I was in college. It's such an opportune time to study abroad. I mean, you, it's the time in your life where you have the least amount of responsibility and the most amount of freedom. And I didn't take advantage of studying abroad, but one of my friends who we interviewed on our podcast, her name's Sydney, she studied abroad when she was in college and she really found this desire to travel and to see cultures and to see other things. And so when she graduated from college, she had gone school, got a four-year degree uh, in hospitality. And so she was kind of on track to go into the corporate hospitality industry. And she took a step back and was like, wait a second, I'm not sure if I want to do this just yet, or I'm not quite sure if I even want to go into this field, you know, but I love traveling and I, and I do respect the desire and the need for a pause. And so she took a gap year post-grad and um, she actually went to Yellowstone National Park and she was a waitress there at one of the um, the like lodge cabin type places. And I didn't know that the national parks in America do this, but if you are on the staff there, they actually pay for your food and for your rent. So for three months, she basically just went out, worked and hiked and was in nature and met all of these people and then decided that she wasn't quite ready to give that up. And so she went off to a ski resort in the winter time. And she worked at the ski resort, but again, was just out in nature. And I think a lot of people would look at that and be like, what are you doing? Like you're wasting away your education. Like, why aren't you getting out there into the field? And I'm like, oh my gosh, it was a light bulb moment for me hearing your story. Like, hopefully we have so many years in front of us to live our life and to be able to figure our shit out or figure our stuff out. And sometimes you just have to give yourself the opportunity to take a step back and just appreciate what is now. And I don't know if she'd be able to do those kinds of things if she was 35 years old and had three kids, you know, it's like, she just took the opportunity to go out there and, and live and, and kind of what Savannah was saying about our recent guest Hava, you know, through this pause that Sydney took, she actually, came across her dream job, which she is now a glamping tour guide for REI. So she gets paid to take people on these extravagant camping trips in Zion National Park and Bryce Canyon. And it's just crazy how, you know, I think a lot of people are afraid of this pause, but from this pause can come so much beauty and so much um, unexpected greatness. So yeah, I mean, those, that's my story that I like I just look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, that's incredible. The pause is so important. And absolutely for anyone who's listening, a pause can look different for each person. Sometimes that does mean a good chunk of time, like three to six months. Sometimes it means taking the afternoon off or waking up. I used to work with somebody when I was back in, in corporate in Chicago. She would wake up at 5 a.m. 
just to spend a couple hours alone with herself. And that was her pause. And that's the pause that worked best for her. For me, when I told my parents I was moving to Israel, they were like really upset. I was leaving a super incredible job and they did not understand only to return to say that I was then moving to India. And that was, you know, you don't need, you don't need the world to understand your pause. You have to listen to what's lying beneath the surface. You need to be sustainable and support your finances. I mean, don't expect your parents to fund you if you're planning on taking this pause and come from a place of, yo, this is what's highest good for me. And you have to show up for that path. So I know you both have, you both also have corporate-ish or freelance jobs outside of the podcast. Mm-hmm. How is the marriage of both working for you? I think it, I mean, like, it works really well because Shelby and I, when we first started this podcast, we went into it with the intention of like, let's just have fun with it and make sure that we're consistent with content. Um, and then after a year, if it's really going well, we're, we'll continue to do this. And we didn't put a lot of pressure on ourselves to do it because we do have other things going on. But it doesn't mean that we didn't, like, take the steps to plan it out properly or anything like that. Like, we, uh, once a month, we get together and plan out, like, the next six months ahead, like what are, where are our interviews scheduled? We usually do interviews two times a month on a specific day, Tuesdays um, at 6.30 PM. Like we have very specific time slots for when we do things and when we meet up to do recordings and plan things for the year. So um, it's just communication with each other. And if, you know, sometimes things change, sometimes we do need to change around certain dates because of things that come up and, it's just knowing that that's going to happen. But luckily for us, we've done it in a way where our recordings are already three to four months out. And um, it gives us that time and that leeway that like if something does come up in our day-to-day lives or our jobs or family that we can work around it and it's not a problem to keep it going. Yeah, it's been great to kind of take a different approach to this project than I've done in the past. And Savannah and I have talked about this a lot where you know, she mentioned that we've worked on some things in the past. And I think, you know, her and I are both very entrepreneurial. And I think one of the faults that a lot of entrepreneurs can fall into is this idea of when they come up with this idea, when they come up with their idea, like their baby, they all of a sudden attach all of this expectation around it. They, they can see the results so clearly. They can see that step 100 so clearly. And so that's what motivates them to get started is because they're like, oh my gosh, this could be my million dollar idea. And Savannah and I've had a few of those ideas where we're like, oh my gosh, this could be really, really big. Like, let's do it. And then we start taking a few steps here and there. And then life gets in the way. And then we're like, well, where's the result? Like, why haven't we gotten to step 100 yet? And like, we forget that there's still steps three through 99. And so all of a sudden when our reality is not meeting our expectations, it causes this disconnect and it causes, I think, you know, a more amplified reason to just pivot and give up because you're like, well, it's just taking too long. I'm not going to do it anymore. And so for Savannah and I, when we went into this one, we both made it very clear that we've done that kind of thing in the past where we've just been so focused on the end result that we 
are like impatient with the actions. Um, or sorry, we're impatient with the result. And so her and I both decided that we weren't going to attach any expectations to our podcast. We were just going to focus on being consistent and taking the proper actions and seeing what happens. And I honestly think we have surprised ourselves. I mean, we've got 60 episodes out on iTunes and Spotify and we're starting to get people who email us with questions and interact with us. And um, I just had like my, like the craziest moment of my life where I was at a restaurant here in Philadelphia and I was just talking with my fiance and we, we were getting up to walk out and this guy comes running up to me and goes, Louie, are you, are you Shelby Wild Gust? And I was like, yes. He's like, oh my gosh, I listened to your podcast. And I was like, what? <laughs> this is the coolest thing ever. And, you know, it's taken us a year and a half to get to a point where people are really beginning to pay attention. But, you know, I, I think if we did, if we went about this whole process, the way that we had went about things in the past, we would have given ourselves like unrealistic deadlines. We would have gotten pissed off at ourselves for not reaching them. Would have been like, why are we not at 50,000 downloads per episode yet? Like, why are we not on the top 100 list yet? And then we would have started getting like potentially playing that blame game and this wouldn't have been a cohesive partnership. And so I love the way that we approach this. And my whole method these days is just to be patient with my results, but impatient with my actions. So get onto a consistent action, um, you know, that you can, you can see through for the entire year or two years and just really learn to trust that the results will come. I love it. I love everything you said. And I, I think, you know, there's two spiritual practices that I follow religiously and I offer them to all my clients, whether they're coming to me for spiritual counseling or it is more business coaching, but don't take yourself too seriously. You want to start something, just do it. Like don't be attached to the result. Don't take yourself so seriously. And then you know, when I talk to my clients who do want to start podcasts or do want to write the book or do want to start their own business of any sort um, and be more vulnerable on social media to attract that client and X, Y, Z. And this is also how I start my, my book proposal. What other people think about me is none of my business. Hmm. What other people think about me is none of my business. And that's a mantra that really when I was starting my business, even when I was starting this podcast and I started this podcast in January, 2019, it was my new year's resolution. And it came to me after a conversation with one of my, I was talking with a couple mentors and a couple friends and the conversation is what can you do in your sleep? Like what is, and this often is, what is your natural art? So I have, you know, my, my best friend, Michal, like she can paint and she can draw and she's amazing at it. And that's her art. Me, I can talk. I can talk to anyone. I could talk to a wall. I could talk about whatever you want to talk about. I'm sure whatever you say I can relate to in some manner. I can always listen. So I started thinking about how can I share hopefully wise or of highest good words in a way that is absolutely effortless. And that's how, that's how I birthed wise woman podcast, which actually has been hitting, um, in the fifties and sixties top podcasts in alternative health in the States, which is really, which is really good. And even Shelby, I love that story. I I've been getting emails and I've started picking up clients through the podcast, which really, that was not my intention I mean, exactly what you guys said, like that wasn't your intention at all, but to know that people are listening and then emailing and reaching out and saying, Hey, this podcast really served me. Can I schedule a a one-on-one? 
I do think it is of highest good. Yeah. And I think that's a really valuable point to elaborate on. Um, one that we talked about with our most recent guest, Hava, when I think you go into something where your main focus is to make money, it causes a friction. And obviously podcasting can be lucrative, um, but it can also be difficult to, to make money with. And so, I, I mean, anyone out there listening to this who's considering starting a podcast, don't do it for the money. That is absolutely not going to serve you at all. And so for Savannah and I, you know, we just started with this idea of putting really good content out there, just like you were saying, Aaron, about just serving the highest good. And um, I think that's a good um, like pattern to get into in a way where whenever you're starting something to check in with yourself and say, what is the, what is the, the objective here? And the objective should first be to serve people in the best way possible. And I found in my past when I've done things where my agenda has been to make money, people can feel that energy shifts. It's not a place of abundance. It's a place of scarcity. And um, yeah, I mean, I totally, totally resonate with what you're saying about that. I I know Savan does as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah. For me, it's just, it's, it's the same thing. Like I, and it, it hasn't really come into play until the past, I would say, year and a half for me, where I've really shifted my focus toward, from what can I do to, to push myself forward financially versus, like, what can I do to serve the world? Like, what's my purpose and how can my voice help others? And not only through the podcast, but through my design business, I've shifted things completely to, like, how can I serve small businesses? How can I serve entrepreneurs who really want to figure out what it is that they're meant to be doing? And I think that if more people started things from a place of joy and service and giving, we would give up less on the things that we start because like, we just truly enjoy them and we're just like having fun giving to others. Um, I think too often we quit things because the monetary value isn't there right away. Like, that $100,000 idea doesn't happen overnight. And we focus too much on the financial gain more so than like, what is the purpose of what we're doing to other people? Absolutely. And Savan, you're in the spiritual world as well, right? You're possibly going to have a spiritual based podcast. Tell me a little bit more. Yeah. So I did start my own personal podcast called creating from within I only have, I think, about three to four episodes out right now, and it's a little less structured than the one that I have with Shelby. I'm still trying to figure out where I'm going with it, but the concept came to me because um, we had an interview on our podcast with a girl, her name's Rachel Mendick, and she was talking a lot about manifesting and how she was able to manifest her dream house, and... um, I was just like, this is a topic that so many people probably have encountered in small ways or they might think about, but they don't truly know what it means to actually manifest things in their life or to get to a point within their spiritual world where like things just start aligning and coming to them. And a lot of times we talk about business and spirituality as like separate things, but I wanted to show that like, when you get right with yourself spiritually, 
those business alignments and the, the money and the passions and the things that you start, they all come as well. So the podcast for me is really just trying to align business and entrepreneurship with being spiritually well-rounded and connected. And for both of you, what are some of your rituals that help you stay grounded and connected throughout the day? Mm, that's a good one. You know, for me, Erin, I'm still working on figuring out what my rituals are, but I am a really big fan of the outdoors. And so if I can get outside, so my corporate job is corporate coaching. And so it's on my Mondays and Tuesdays, I have anywhere between five to eight coaching calls, which is incredibly exhausting and very draining. And so it's there's often moments like 30 minutes in between a call. And so I'll do whatever I can to get outside and just walk around the block. I live in Philadelphia. So for me, walking is very easy and it's, it's great. I love to walk to the dog parks or to you know, Rittenhouse Square or Washington Square. And so that's, I think the biggest thing that helps me just kind of, kind of ground myself and get back within myself. I also do love to journal. Um, I'm not doing it regularly, but when something comes to me, I like to get it down on the paper and writing it out really helps me evolve my thoughts on it. And if there's something that's nagging at me or it's, you know, causing anxiety, writing it down is the quickest way for me to realize that it's not real, right? You know, a lot of our emotions are, well, most of our emotions are very fleeting. Um, We can go from positive to negative, but we can also go from negative to positive. And so when I'm in like a negative emotional mode, writing that down and kind of recognizing that it's all temporary helps me move into a more positive space. So those are my two like big rituals. Um, I just applied to be a dog walker because I love animals. I love dogs and I do too much travel right now to have my own dog. So it's not about the money for me. It's literally so I can go, I have an excuse for the dog park because I just, right now I stand behind the fence and I look in because I feel like it's too weird for me to go in the dog park out a dog. It'd be like, you know, an adult going to a playground without a kid. Like, <laughs> I feel weird doing that. Um, so yes, hopefully being able to add dog walking to my rituals would be great. <laughs> I'll have to have you watch Zoe anytime. Anytime. Please. My house is open. <laughs> um, but for me, I, um, so I'm, I want to preface this by saying like, I'm obviously not perfect, but I've started developing a morning routine where um, some parts of this routine, some days I'll miss, some days I'll do all of them. Some days I'll completely miss everything. But what I've been working at becoming a habit is waking up and immediately starting my day with a meditation. Um, whether that's about releasing anxiety, releasing fear, just whatever topic kind of comes up for me for the day, I'll listen to like a guided meditation on YouTube for it. Um, just to get myself in like a good positive mindset. Um, I also like to start the day with journaling what's going on or my thoughts or my feelings. Then typically also I have a, a small whiteboard right above my desk. And I heard somebody else talk about this where like, sometimes when we're going through stressful situations, we'll be like, 
will like ask the universe, like, Oh my God, like, why haven't I seen the money yet? Or like, why don't I have this job or why this or, you know, so it's about reframing those questions into something like, why do I always have more than enough money to fulfill all my needs? Or why is my life so amazing? Or like, what will my million dollar idea be that I have today? So like, I have all these questions written out. And from time to time, when I walk past them, I'll read them to myself again, or throughout the day, I'll remind myself of them. And I think reframing questions like that, it feels silly at first, um, because we're not used to asking those kinds of questions. But it just brings more, more light into to what you do. And also, I've recently been trying to work on going with my gut instinct more, like going out into the world and trusting a gut feeling, whether that be like, I saw this girl and something tells me I should talk to her or say hi, trying to listen and follow that. And um, this happened to me a couple of weeks ago where I finally trusted myself enough to follow an instinct like that, where I was going through a rough time, figuring out what I needed to do with my business to grow it. And I was like, I really just need a sign, like something that I can do to help me grow this and pull into a Starbucks, immediately see, immediately see two expensive cars in the parking lot. And there's these two guys sitting at a table talking to each other. And I was like, all right, I feel like I need to talk to them. Um, but it, it took me the whole time of them sitting there and then finally them getting up and leaving and going to their cars for me to get up the courage to be like, okay, Savan, like go, like go talk to them. So I finally walked over to one of the guys and said like, Hey, I know we don't know each other, but, um, I'd really like to get your advice. And he was like, kind of like taken back, like shocked. And, um, I was like, yeah, I don't know. I just feel like you guys know what you're doing, um, in business. And, uh, and he was like, yeah, I mean, do you want to get coffee right now? And I was like, yeah, definitely. So um, we just sat and talked for an hour, ended up leading to an amazing connection from for just like this genuine human human being who wants to help mentor me and like for free pretty much and give me resources and help me grow my business. Something completely unexpected came from that gut instinct. That is absolutely incredible. I love stories like that where you listen to your intuition. It's so wise. It's so connected. I'm so happy to hear that. And I, I met Shelby and Savan at a podcast meetup at South by Southwest, which actually was a pretty awesome meetup. And if anyone is interested in starting a podcast, definitely reach out. Of all the things that I've ever started, this was the easiest thing that I've ever launched, created, birthed into this world. And if you are interested in my rituals, I do have a whole podcast on this. It's titled Rituals. I will put this in the footnotes. Feel free to check that out. Definitely take time with yourself. Check into how you feel and think. Be very mindful. Meditate daily. And if you don't feel like doing something one day, don't judge yourself too harshly. And for the last question, I want to ask both of you, if you had the ears of all the wise women in the world, if you had the ears of all women, what would you share with them? I know what I would share. So it actually has to do with the event that I put on last night. So I would share, don't be afraid to remove the masks that hide behind. So the reason why I would share that is because back in 2016, I was given the opportunity to give a TED talk and the TED talk was titled the masks we hide behind. 
And I talked a lot about just my experiences growing up, wanting to be accepted, wanting to be popular, wanting to be cool, and how, you know, all of these desires I had at a young age caused me to kind of shy away from being exactly who I was and try to create this person that I thought everybody would like and would want to see. And that's really where I started to put these different masks on. And fortunately for me at a young age, I got introduced to personal development. And that was really where I started to understand that who I am deeply inside of me is, is perfect. It's exactly who I'm supposed to be. It doesn't need to be hidden by anything else. And there doesn't need to be a fear of judgment or a fear of um, exclusion or a fear of change. Like I'm meant to change. I'm meant to evolve and I'm meant to be exactly who I know that I am inside. And so I've really gone through the process of removing the masks and, and learning to appreciate exactly who I am from the most authentic and raw place in my heart. And what I've found is, you know, obviously I, I feel safe in assuming that a lot of the women who listen to this podcast understand what the law of attraction is. And so the whole idea that what you put in front of you, what you focus on, you find, you know, what you desire most, if you meditate on it and you really fixate on it, like those things will manifest themselves into your life. And so I have vision boards and dream boards that I look at often. And I have, I mean, I believe in the law of attraction. I believe in that, the secret, right? And uh, my belief is that whatever I'm looking for is also looking for me. So if it happens to be an opportunity, a new relationship, a new friendship, a, a new uh, position, whatever it might be, those things are also looking for me. But if I'm wearing a mask, those things cannot find me. So that when I remove my mask and I really begin to step into who I am, you know, I like to say, step out of my comfort zone and into my power, that's really where the things I'm looking for and I'm trying to manifest come into my life. And um, the reason why I'm sharing that today, it's such a perfect question to ask me is because last night I just hosted my very first naked networking event, which is Women only, no makeup, no judgment. And the whole idea is that women come together, they remove their masks, and we come together from a place of a little bit of uncomfortability, a little bit of vulnerability, um, but also a place of celebration of our beauty that's within us. So that would be the advice I would give to the women of the world. Wow, that's awesome. Um, I think for me, so I agree with that as well. And for me, it would also be to love yourself and to realize that you are not your past, but you are everything about your potential. And um, I think a lot of times when we go through a hardship or someone treating us badly or something going wrong, we, we think it's because of us and we attach ourselves to that moment in time and we allow ourselves to think like I'm not worthy because my ex cheated on me or this happened to me so I must not I must not be worthy of it so I think that I would suggest to women like realize that those people who did harm to you or those things that happened to you are a reflection of everything that that they went through and and the things that have affected them and has nothing to do with who you are inside and to really just heal those places and see the beauty within yourself find your own sense of worthiness and value um because when you do that 
your your purpose here becomes stronger, your confidence within yourself becomes more apparent, and just your overall energy into the world will increase to serve others. So yeah, I think it's just finding your worthiness, self-love. That's my message. Self-love. Beautiful ladies. Thank you so much. Thank you for being here. Everyone who is listening, feel free to comment below what resonated with you in this podcast, what is helping you show up to support your great work. As always with podcasts, we need high rating subscribers and comments to receive good standing and to continue sharing wise words with women around the globe. So please comment, subscribe, rate us, share with a friend. We love hearing from you. Big love and looking forward to chatting again next week. Thank you so much.